I'm Tom, and I'm the founder here at Gosnells. I'm Will, I'm the head brewer here at Gosnells. I'm James, and I make the meat. This is our informal podcast, which we're spinning out from our Instagram live sessions. We do these every Friday live at five, and we'll be talking about honey, fermentation, and of course what we're here for, the mead. We'll also be joined from time to time by some very special guests to talk about booze more generally. If you haven't already, guys, hit that subscribe button to our podcast, whatever medium you're on. Uh, leave us a review. Follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Gosnell's Mead. Perfect. Should we get into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get sticky. Howdy, guys. Welcome to another Live at Five with Will and Tom. Will, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm here. Yeah. It's hard to wait. Got me chair around back with that. Let's get that sorted. Let's get that sorted. Um, we've got an exciting evening in Paris. Mate, I've been looking, looking forward to this for three years. Three years. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited. I, I've only, uh, we're going to go through uh, our vintage tasting bundle. Yeah, so today we're going to be taking you through our vintage tasting bundle. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about our vintage range? Well, uh, yeah, so if, if you haven't sort of seen before, we, we do uh, a vintage every year, same time, uh, using the same hives from um, Woodbury Wetlands and Leebridge Road in North yeah, London. Yeah, so North London. Um, we ferment them in, in pretty much exactly the same style. Well, yeah, exactly the same style, the same ABV. Um, sometimes the fermentations are a little bit longer depending on how the honey goes as well. Um, but yeah, we do the same blend uh, from the same hives and we're just trying to capture that idea of uh, that terroir that, that uh, honey can have. So even looking at the 3D, you can see how the honey's changed over the years, and that's not just oxidization either, changing those colors lighter to darker. As you can see, 2019 is the lightest out of the three. Uh, the 18 was a little bit of a darker honey as well. So we, uh, we get the honey each year. Uh, we ferment it with our house yeast up to about 8%. Um, and then we put on top uh, uh, an aromatic red wine yeast, just to try to bump up that that fruit. Sort sure, of and I guess what we're trying to bring out here is the fact that the bees, depending on the bees we need to use, different flavors coming out of the honey, and by using the same hives every year, you can see how the bees' forage has changed on the yeah, year after it, year. It, it's where they forage, what flora they're going to. It, it also impacts you know, how the soil's going, how urbanization is happening, especially yeah. with this... London honey, but it's also, um, you know, the weather conditions and, and, you know, how many, you know, we talked about this a little while ago, but, you know, with the you know, rise in urban beekeeping as well, there, there's this, there's not as much flora as people would think in, a, in an urban environment. Yeah. So you're kind of seeing all those sort of things impact, uh, impact the honey and thus impact the flavor of the meat. Yeah. And that's what's really cool is you get this kind of ca- time capsule almost of what the bees have been up to that year. And obviously the mead changes a little bit in bottle over time. This, yeah, this it bottle, sits on the leaves, yeah. so you get a little bit of that autolysis that's happening and you're getting a little bit more of that yeast character. That's why we want to put a, a red wine yeast over the top too. Something that's a little bit more um, long-aging. Uh, that's also why we wax the bottles, just a little bit more protection against the oxygen. Um, and yeah, God, these sort of things I want to you know sit back in the, in the back of the cupboard for about five to ten years and, and just really... Let them come to uh, cool. Come to so life. should we introduce some tasting of the vintage? Yeah. 100%. So this is the first year we're doing a bundle of the three vintages. So the idea is we're doing this vertical tasting of how the honey and the mead has changed each year, which is pretty exciting. Um, and you can get them on our website. Obviously. I'm so excited! I haven't opened a bottle of. Well, we actually we, we opened. Did, we did have a 2018 a little while ago. Yeah, because we, we were getting a little bit too excited about <laughs> doing this. That uh, even before the other one was uh, 
before the 2020 was finished, we were like, all right, let's crack the other ones open yeah, and see yeah. how they're sitting and, and compare to uh, what we uh, what we were making this year as well. So it's kind of an excuse really an excuse, just to yeah. open up a bottle and, and, and enjoy it. So the only thing about wax is that uh, you know, it can be a little frustrating. There you Ooh, go. There it is. Just take enough out of that so I can get the... But that wax just gives... We use the crown cap, so the wax just helps with that uh, oxygen seal, especially yeah, for a yeah, long time. Yeah, you do it with wine bottles as well where you put, you know, you put a cork on there and then you'll put a little bit of that shrink wrap over the top and they say, like, cork will give you five to ten years depending on the quality of the cork. Um, and then the wrapping will give you an extra five years on top oh, of that. I didn't realise that was a, there was actually a... Yeah, it's got... Well, it's, I think it's a rule of thumb, right? You know, you got bottles of wine there that are just... Yeah, 50 yeah. years old and just sat there and you know as long as you sit them right you know you leave the corks wet you do have to you leave the corks yeah, wet leave otherwise, the corks wet. otherwise they start to rot yeah so and, you lay uh, the bottles down yeah and lay them down so they face a little bit towards the cork there we go right so I'll pour these I mean you might as well just start with the opening other two as well Will because uh, I can see <laughs> so I'm really take, good at it might take a little while so 2018 this is the first year we did it. Um, yeah. And, and, it, and I can't actually remember how this came about as a project, but I think it's something that I've wanted to do for a while. Yeah, and, and, and that for me too, like trying, you know, we were, we were sitting there talking about, you know, how to, how to show people that, that you know, wine, uh, mead needs to be respected as, 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 as a wine. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily a beer-based product. And, you know, I think, I think it deserves to be in the, in the wine category. Just elevated a bit more. I mean, I think, yeah. and I think, you know, you start to get it with really good beers, so like, you know, in terms yeah, well, of that, that respect for the product. Especially so. when you're looking at something like mixed fermentation, it seems to get a lot more respect because it's got time with barrels or it's got time with the, uh, the, um, time, time to settle out and, and it's, it's a little bit more wild and a bit more, you know, difficult to produce and, and you know, got a higher chance of, uh, wastage and, you know that that that's got the perception of 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 um what's the word I'm looking for but not uh, perception of value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and you know that's kind of when we're playing with these honeys as well. The, these raw ingredients can be so expensive. So it's really yeah, good to sort of respect it and you know yeah, just, and, and that, that means great. you need to push that that value on as well. Yeah. So this is a 2018. Oh, oh it's cool. smelling good on the nose, isn't it? Yeah, the honeys. It's one of these things like oh, they change so much over time. It's bloody good, isn't it? Oh, that fruit character still there. It's also a little bit of the um, the fl- uh, florality. I always have trouble saying florality. Yeah, the, it's like up. the floral notes. That's oh, good, isn't it? But the carbonation. What's kept... the what's the residual sweetness on this? Because it it is sweet. There is a, a some yeah, sort of sweet notes. Yeah, 1018? Right. 1018, 1017? It's not super sweet, not cloyingly sweet, but yeah, it, there so is a notice like, of... What's that, about 30 grams yeah, of sugar per liter? Yeah, something like that. Um, but, oh, yeah, that is... That's oh, really a really deep nose to it now. It's, it's really also picked up a little, bit of, uh, a little bit of caramelization as well. Well, I'm going to give this one a go, Will. See, see if there are many better than you. If I start bleeding, you'd have to... Uh, Got that one there ready at least. I see you've tri- I've, uh, I've opened up of these bottles, so as a little trick, I like to take the uh, the top off and the side off, and that just allows me to see where the difficult. Yeah, you're not going to get that. No, no, it's a rubbish bottle, man. 
Yeah, that's bad, bad direct chasement always bearing Flinders tools, isn't they? But yeah, so what else are we doing this week, Tom? Alright, so we all go. So we we are we've got a, a really good sale on the website at the moment, which is going really well. Um twenty percent off uh, at the moment, which is cool. Um and that's kept me keeping us busy. And then what else have we do? I just, I, we, it feels like a, a very busy week. Yeah, it's, it's been a nice week. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's under, you can start to feel everything's starting to ramp up towards this sort towards of, you know, the, the, you know, the days are getting shorter, the work days are getting longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, the cool thing about this too is, sorry, I'm just still, it's picked up a little bit of uh, these tropical notes as well. The alcohol is nice and big on the on the on the nose, but when it hits the palate, it's 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 a lot more, a lot more rounded. It's it's not as shocking. The sweetness, as you said, has picked up over the years. Yeah, but you can really feel that the alcohol is just sort of warming. It's no, it's not shocking. Um, and I remember on this one, the very first time we pulled it off, I remember worrying about that going like, oh, that 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 high alcohol. I know we do it to age, but I also want it to be able to be drunk. Within yeah, a week exactly, or two yeah, yeah. Of, of, of production, you know, when it's super green and then, you know, you let it age out and see how it changes. I quite like doing that with, let's say, Belgian beers and stuff or otherwise, you know, like all of that, I'll grab two and, and, and one I'll drink in six months and one I'll have now. And, and it you just, can see how those flavors kind of develop, um, which is really cool. How, wait, 2019 then. Uh, 2019, yeah. cool. What year is it? Um, so this is the second one. So I think we were finding our stride with this one this year. We got, at least so we the knew, 2019, the honey came in. It was a lot lighter. You can a lot see that in the honey color. Um, it had a bit more sort of herbaceous notes, a little bit more um, sort of like uh, stone fruit and and like blueberry, blackberry bushes. That sort of like dark yeah, green, dark, yeah. Sort of hedgerows is kind of one. Yeah, and it's a little bit more savory in the nose, I would say. Yeah, it's not as much honey character as the 2018, and that could be due to. Just uh, over time, we noticed that when we taste the uh, the 2014 version of the Gosnell's original last yeah. week, that the honey character over time really really stays there and almost gets more prominent. Yeah, you really see the yeast character between the two are quite similar as well. Yeah, so you can see they're definitely cousins, if not brothers yeah. and sisters. It, like- it's, it, it, there's a muskiness there, you know, and this is using really raw, raw honey as well. Yeah. So you're getting a lot of that. It is lighter though, and that's that's from mm-hmm. the honey. I mean, both in colour and on the nose and the palate. Yeah, because they've got exactly the same residual sweetness. Again, that's really nice. I would say slightly less. There's slightly less going on. You can see the more 18th. acid in that too. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit more white wine notes than yeah. Potentially, the, I think the I think that's what's happening, ha- helping that sweetness level as well as that acid profile is really lifted up, and you're getting more of that sort of Sauvignon Blanc, that pear and 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 apple sort of character, little slight tropical note that's in there as well. Uh, I might have a little bit more of that. Actually, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's a what good. I, I think. I, last time I think I preferred the two thousand and eighteen. Eighteen, but yeah. But I, I I came down on this one actually because yeah. I think it's a bit more balanced. That acid kind of carries it through a little bit. Not yeah, the other really one isn't balanced. Yeah, but, no. But this one is something that I think is a lot more complicated yeah, as well. I you think. you want to sit there and unpick that one. This one I think is a little, a little bit more. Well, that's nice. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're all twelve and a half percent. So they do sneak up on you. Actually, you'll probably. 12? They're all 12%. I always say 12 and a half. I don't know why. Just trying to get that extra 0.5 out. I oh, am. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's beautiful though. I'm just knocking some CO2 out just to... And that's the thing. I think they are beautiful, right? They're, they kind of give you a smile on your face and 
you can kind of really unpick a lot of flavors there. It's super unique as well. You say it's like white wine, but so it's, it's got it's some not, of those elements of white wine. But I, mean, I think uh, what I was saying is this one is that more more white wine than the, the previous. The one. mouthfeel is incredible, and like we talk about it all the time. But trying to to create that mouthfeel in 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 a uh, in a especially a high ABV mean without tons of sweetness is really yeah, difficult. It is difficult. Um, and also not getting those those off flavors you can often get with a higher ABV mead. So as the yeah. yeast gets stressed, and that's one of the reasons we use the two it's types a bit of yeast. Burning, yeah. Um, in order just that we can um, keep the yeast as happy as possible. Yeah, and we also do it uh, just to create, because uh, there's two different. So one, the, our house yeast is really quite fruity and has all these nice undertones. And if you put the um, the red wine yeast, which is usually used to capture the um, the flavor of the berry and really push the fruit forward when you've got the nice fruity yeast underneath and then you put another one to cannibalize it and then push those esters a little bit further you can, you're just building up this nice yeah. fruity background to this um because this honey as we said is quite you know quite floral and 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 not necessarily fruity or tropical like we see in some of the other meat uh, some of the other honeys for our meat of the month range um, and also worth saying that these aren't as sparkling as some of the other meads, right? So we, we've no, got to yeah. dial down that. We call it a pétillon, if my <laughs> French is right. Uh, it's spot on. Um, yeah, so we, we don't want it to be um, taking away from that, that that warming round feeling and that, I know you don't, but uh, that, that mead-esque characteristic <laughs> to it, you know. Um, I do like mead, Will. Let's not... No, but no, there, there's but something there, about but there that. But there is a, a classic mead style, yeah. which isn't necessary to mine. Yeah, which is quite, you know, that high burning alcohol yeah. and, and that sort of like thick, viscous, almost unpalatable amount of sweetness. And this to me is the high... No, the Boucher was a little bit sweeter and I, got, yeah. I, quite, I didn't mind that, but... You'd have a, it's but you'd have a, yeah, you'd have yeah. a tipple, right? You, yeah. you, you wouldn't sit there and, and drink a whole bottle and yeah. you, oh, you could, but you'd yeah, end up with gout. Yeah. But yeah. it was... Um, yeah, this is the maximum amount of sweetness that I'd like to do with... Uh, a raw honey anyway otherwise you're kind of losing that aspect and you're not allowing those sort of things to come through um but when you're caramelizing honey you know that's what you're going for yeah, you're going yeah, for these yeah. sort of thick um wintry sort of feels mm. right i haven't tasted the 2020 i haven't tasted it since day one as in day one it came day off, one it came off the uh, line. and yeah. it we put the, oh, uh, the day one that it finished carbonating and i was like okay there's a level Let's put it away. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. So this is the moment of truth, Will. There's so, the nose. There's Ooh. the nose. Oh, something else in there. Yeah, there is something It's else like blueberries. There. Yeah, it's something fruity. It's always more fruity when it's young, but... Yeah, it's blueberry and... Like plum, peach. You always say stone fruits. Yeah, but... If, yeah, yeah. Melon as well. Oh yeah. So you can just taste it's younger, right? You can just taste the the different. And that this is such a cool set to do. I, I quite like the uh, talking about before with the high alcohols. It, that I forgot how nice that is. Like yeah, you sell it, and it's like it's almost like uh, shocking the inside of your nostril yeah, hairs. Yeah. Just like give it a little bit of a burn, you know. That's cool. So guys, I mean, I'm a little excited. I don't think I've tasted one cold yet. Oh, that's it's so cool to do the three oh, together. So and much softer as well. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you expect it's going to be a bit harsher, but actually, it's really soft and rounded. That's the softest out of the three. Yeah. Even, even three years later. Uh, yeah, I think. 
okay. So 19. 19, yeah. That's, yeah, it's, it's a, the, the 18 and the 20 are probably closer to each other than, than the 19 and, yeah. and 20 are. I love that muskiness that comes through. Oh, so that's delicious. So, guys, if you've got one of our vintage sets, they'll—I think they're going out today or Monday. 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 So, it'll be really very soon. So, let us know which one you liked, what you thought, whether our tasting notes made any sense. It's always interesting. Everyone's got quite a different palate, so people pick out different things. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah, we just like doing these little bits just to sort of show people that uh, you know. You can do it any sort of way, and yeah, and also that we're real. <laughs> yeah, it's not—it's not some massive big factory mixing NGS with honey. Uh, real well, oh, well, I was told that I wasn't allowed to talk about the dark I, side. I wasn't, of I wasn't specifically calling anybody out. I oh, just yeah. uh, assumed that there's a uh, there a is somebody mafia out there that <laughs> yeah, does yeah. this. Yeah, the, uh, the me mafia. Anyway. <laughs> Um, we're going to move on, uh, and we are going to taste some more braggart, which we also can this week, did we? Yeah, we can do. Uh, what, Wednesday, Thursday? Wednesday. Wednesday. So, uh, for you guys who don't know, our Braggit is the first iteration of our small batch program. Uh, where we're doing, uh, 10, 10 months, 12 months. We're, well, it's a, it's a rolling subscription, Will. Okay. Which we, or it will be. So I work out how to do a rolling subscription on the website. <laughs> um, so it's job so for it's a the first iteration. So this is a recipe that, uh, well, this is an idea that I come up with. God, two years ago? Two and a, when did we do the first podcast? Uh, end of 2019. Because I, I did a, a little jump on there and I were talking about the uh, BBC Metheglin we did on the podcast and then I was just chatting yeah, about something time, that I'd like to do. Like maybe September, October last year. And there's something I'd like to do and I was talking about Tej and, and the sorghum beer culture in, in Ethiopia and, you know, there's probably three or four little pockets of... of uh, you know, of the world that still kept meat alive. I'm one of those like Ethiopia, a little bit northern Europe, and, yeah. and um, they mean North America as well. I'll give them that, even though it's later on. Um, but they sort of kept that culture alive, and I quite like the idea of, of uh, Tej, which is a just a standard meat that um, like it's a standard high gravity metheglin with uh, gesho, which is a um, aromatic bush. I want to say bush and use the stems and the leaves okay. as, as an additive. I do know what it is, um, but I'll get back to that. Um, yeah, so the idea was to sort of create a, you know, a little homage to, to that sort of culture. And sorghum beer culture is super cool. Uh, it's, sorghum is one of the ancient grains, I believe. Yeah. Um, which is... We I did look this up the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen sorghum. Name or seven? No, I'm not. No. No. Let's not like, uh, yeah. get into that. Um, <laughs> It's fine. We can be a bit we, looser now. Um, yeah, that's definitely the vintage has definitely helped. I got a smile on my face now. Um, it's just spending ten minutes with me. Oh though. God, you can't, you can't. I, you keep. So yeah, um, so we decided to do a little homage to that. And I don't know if you've ever seen sorghum being grown before, but it's kind of like um, like no, little tiny I have seeds. Had a whiskey made out of it. Sorghum whiskey. Uh, it wasn't full sorghum. It's half well, sorghum. It wouldn't half be whiskey, rye. but. Uh, is it? Would it not be whiskey? No. Well, don't know. Anyway, it was down in the Benjamin's country. It was Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, went to still distillery, and yeah, they made some sorghum. Sorghum in the because apparently they grow tons of sorghum around there. Yeah, well, that's that's where we got ours from. Well, I'd just say the US, but yeah, um, yeah. There's it's it's a, it's a cool little plant. Uh, it, it's when you when you. Uh, 
um, put it through the enzyme process and you get out that sort of uh, um, wort or the, the sort of uh, malt, like the, what would you call it? And the sugars, when you go through the enzymatic process with sorghum, would the it wort. just be wort? Yeah, yeah, it would be wort, right? Wort. In the same way you use millet or... Yeah, yeah. So, so you, that is, it's very, very similar to, to uh, the standard uh, barley wort. So it's got a high lot of um, unfermentables, uh, which sort of help us, especially when making some of this, to be able to leave a little bit of that sort of residual sugar. So there's a little bit of dextrose in there as well and a little bit of uh, maltose that gets produced during that process as so, well. So, what we, so, it's, so let's go back to what this is. It's, so it's half sorghum, half Yeah, honey. so it's half beer, half half meat. And and that's kind of the idea of a braggot. Uh, you can split it every way, and we'll get to that when we talk to this, but we went for a 50-50 split of fermentables from sorghum and from honey. Why? Um, just to no, sort no, of... Sorry, I'm, yeah, no, so it's... It's to showcase both. So when we look at doing a braggot, we're like, okay, uh, when we do it with somebody else, like we've done with like Brewdog or, or something like that, where we're like, okay, so we represent the honey part. Or some other people come very soon. Um, uh, so, yeah. So we, we support the honey part, right? So yeah, we want yeah. the honey to be, to be forward or at least balanced. And that's balanced. always the challenge, right? Yeah, it's, and it's really quite difficult. that honey carry, carry through. So we actually got a chance to do this in-house and we kind of went, well, we just wanted to split 50-50. We don't... Because it's all us, we're not necessarily just making sure the honey's honey's there and you can taste the honey and it's part of the braggot. The braggot needs to be a little bit more of our design and our sort of iteration of a, of a braggot. So because yeah. we're a gluten-free brewery, that means that we have to work with gluten-free products. So I don't quite like the uh, – there's the dosing enzyme process that breaks down gluten now and you can create uh, barley gluten-free barley-based drinks. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wanted to move away from that and, and work into, into sorghum. So we wanted the fundamentals, fu- yeah. fundamentals, fermentables to be split 50-50. Uh, and then we wanted to represent the Gesher plant with... Which Rico has just said is shiny leaf buckthorn. Ah, uh, that's it. Yeah, it's buckthorn. Buckthorn. Yeah. Um, Cheers, Rupes. Spot on. Um, so the idea was to replace the, uh, the buckthorn, the uh, Gesher plant with, with hops and create that, you know, you know, that sort of modern take on the on a on a process, and then uh, just let the honey sort of sit in the body a little bit more than the aromatics. When you're using these sort of new world hops, they're quite pungent, and that's what everyone kind of looks for in a, in a beer style now. Is put your nose in it. Does it smell dank? You know, and we don't want to create a big it's sort of metal thing. Name, yeah. Right? <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought it was Stephen. Um, uh, Steve, to my friend. <laughs> Sorry. It's really hard to get through this, Tom. It is, I know, um, but I, it's just my nature, right? Yeah, just, that's it. Making more like playful. It. Like, lots it's a of, challenge. Lots of the emails we get are, we need more banter from Tom <laughs> and less technical stuff from Will. So I'm just trying to rebalance yeah, that. They're all just replies to yourself. No, my, it's my mum. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Julia. Um, um, yeah, so we we very happy with how it came out. Um, there's there's a good amount of, like, we use orange we, blossom we, honey. We taste yeah, yeah. So we used orange blossom honey. Um, and it kind of comes across a lot more. Also, well, this is the first time we've used our canning. I would say canning line. Let's say canning yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, it's the first time we used our new uh, one-person canning line. Yeah, which you can probably hear in the background just hissing away. It's automatic, so we just let it to run to itself. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we don't have to do anything anymore. Um, but this is this is awesome, and that's that carbonation is lovely. I think I guess the protein in the I'm going to say this, and you wouldn't correct me. The protein in the sorghum gives it a bit more head than 100. percent We don't get it at all. Well, no. we get a little bit with uh, with the hibiscus, and a little bit with the sour because of the proteins we create with the souring process. I mean, but that yeah. is that is good. Yeah, 
carbonation. Bang, bang on. Yeah. So that's that's a little bit of pride on my behalf. Um, yeah, working with a different medium, working with a new canning yeah. line, and to get the carbonation spot on, big kudos yeah. to me. So thank you. Uh, I would say there are some other people <laughs> brewing. I don't know their names. There is. I will personally thank them from you thanking me. Um, Yeah, and then the honey's a lot more in the body. It's a little bit on the nose. Uh, When should we expect the crowd feed fund me to ride? So it went out yesterday. So the bracket went out yesterday. So if Royal Mail's doing its thing, it should arrive tomorrow, if not Monday. Yeah. If not Monday, then probably Tuesday. Monday. 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 Let's keep the jokes between me and you. Yeah, all right. It's fine. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so hopefully Saturday, if not Saturday, Monday. Yeah. So look out for it, guys. Um, it's super fresh. Get into it. Uh, the next iteration and is... Yeah. Take some faces of you drinking it and let us know what you think. Yeah. It's feedback, guys. Feedback. feedback. We just, we just um, drive. We just... Because like I said, this is, this is the first time, especially for us doing anything that's outside of meat. Yeah. Uh, even though our gets still within the meat realm, it, it, it's a different set of skills. Yeah. Um, so and also, the, I don't know who did these labels, but they are looking on point. Um, he, he's, a very, he's a very modest he's man. He's a very modest he, man. Yeah. And clearly someone has been learning how to use all the Adobe programs. Um, did you see that video you put up today with the smoke? Was that smoke? Uh, sorry, it was steam. Oh, I thought it was smudge. Oh, well, anyway, I'm just saying that guy... With the smoke in his cup. With the smoke in his cup, yeah. Glad you stepped in that one. There we go. Anyway. You are more than welcome. Um, yeah, so this is some banging. Um, so the reason we have another bottle on the table as well is to kind of just show you the first iteration that we did. This is the last bottle of... Um, actually, this is... I think it says EP2. So this is actually the second iteration, not the first iteration. So the right. second of... Six. It's a bit like how five. I started, started the batches at 100. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed that. I think, I think we before we decided that it was actually going to work, I think we did about four or five different runs. Yeah, no, it was uh, good. Hector did probably the best. I know he can hear me, so he's going to love this. He did the best version of the braggot with um, uh, toasting some, some rice. Did oh, you get he, a chance to uh, have yeah, a taste I did, of that? I think, because he was taking around the office, making everyone taste it. Um, it was good. Uh, had a, yeah, a, a brilliant idea, and I think it's something we're, we're going to move back. What, instead and, and of the again. No, uh, as, as well. uh, in this, like using crystal malt um, to create a little bit of that sort of um, caramel sort of quality or using like a darker roast, like a chocolate yeah. malt or something to create like a, a little bit of a darker profile and, and you know, using, you know, uh, brown rice or toasted brown rice just to create a little bit of that sort of caramel to come across is really, really interesting. Um but as you do on the first time you do everything, I think he put it in the oven a little bit oh, too hot. I saw the faces of that. out his whole kitchen and, and scared yeah. his neighbours. And it kind of tasted a little bit like somebody had put all the uh, burnt popcorn from the cinema into a bottle. But um, you could see it was going to work. Yeah. The colour the color was there. It was just too smoky and, yeah. and you know, not, in a, you know, not in a box sort of way, but in a uh, in a, this in a is horrible, smoking. <laughs> in a horrible way. Um, but I really like the concept, and I think you can. Uh, I think there's a couple of companies that do that process of uh, putting brown rice syrup and stuff like that, which might be an easier way than us trying to toast it in our home ovens and, and giving it a whirl. So yeah, this is the second iteration that we did. Getting back to it, it's seven percent. Uh, this would have been done with our house yeast. Uh, this is actually a seventy-five twenty-five split. Uh, now realizing, I don't remember which way it is. 
I, I guess think honey, brag- honey sorghum, I would imagine. Yeah, I think so. I don't think we did a 75% sorghum, 25% no, honey. Really, you didn't have a huge amount of sorghum. Yeah, and it's really annoying to work with. Um, yeah, so we 75% honey, 25% sorghum. So yeah. we were just looking at what balance do we want, um, you know, where, where are we going to get the unfermentables to create the mouthfeel, how much honey do we need to create a honey aroma or a honey profile, um, and then we started, after we got the balance right between the sorghum and the honey with our house yeast, then we moved on to doing different yeast and, and trying to create a, a little bit more of a familiar profile. Uh, so this is just done with uh, Cascade. Um, Are we opening this one? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's Friday. I mean, we're done for the evening after this, aren't we, Will? I don't think we are, but... <laughs> Sorry, we can just, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of canning to do after this, I would say. And when I say a little bit, um, yeah. if you're watching, I, I might not be in for dinner. Just putting no, out I'm sorry. It's, it's my fault that he's not coming home for dinner. I'm, I'm going to stop that conversation there because I was going to go into a whole, <laughs> yeah. whole lot of things. Um, so we carbonated this, right, which is great. So Can't drink at all because I think the guys downstairs deserve a drink as well. Yeah, once they get through the canning. We'll... So it's got a lot more Ooh, yeah. uh, lager to it. Yeah, it's that, more, like, it's, dry it smells hot lager. like a lager. What was the yeast in this? So it's a house yeast. Right, well, this one isn't it though, is it? It's a Nottingham. No, that's that's a Nottingham ale yeast and that's kind of, you know, it's like more like a New England style yeast, you know, low flocculating, uh, you know, it sort of that just means that it stays in solution a bit more, and you get a bit more yeah, of that. Yeah, because that's easily, that's much clearer. You know, I think we lagered this, to be honest with you. So we did do some trials on uh, fermenting at about eight degrees C for for two weeks, and then ramping it up um, to to room temperature, dry hopping, and then crashing it, and then leaving it to lager for two weeks. Um, this is one of those ideas where you're like, oh, it'd be really cool to see how it tastes, but then you go, we're never going no, to do this process. Do we this. don't have the we don't have the equipment to scale this up at all. I think I, I think had we a should get little lagering tanks. Hundred you know percent. We've so much room here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, we just did it in the fridge with an ink bird and and just let them run. Yeah. Um, so it's it's got a lageriness on the nose. You know, the hops are, are delicate. They're not really tropical. They're a little fruity and a little grassy. Oh, they've got a little bit of. Sorry, it's got to the point in the evening. A little where bit of citrus. I just I need to start tasting and stop drinking. You know when you're like, oh, it's just, <laughs> it just tastes really good. I'm just gonna smash. Very it easy up. to get into that. Oh yeah. Well, oh, the other. So anyway, that's tasting great. The other thing we did. Thin. Well, the other thing we're going to do when we get back downstairs is finish canning the mold made. Yeah. So that the so mold. Right. <laughs> I put that on the website yesterday just because it was a job on my list of things to do to put it on the website. And we have sold shit loads of it. So like as in to the yep. point where we're like, oh, we probably need to count that today rather than on Monday. So yeah, uh, yeah so it might be, kind of- might be a bit of a late one. Uh, so I take that back. So it's not my fault that we're going to stay late. <laughs> no, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's it's 100% my fault. I was like, oh, look, I'll just toss it up and I'll hide, I won't hide it, but it will yeah, just yeah. be somewhere on the website. And... Uh, yeah, I think we've sold about 12 cases already. It's absolutely yeah. bonkers. So that means we have to stay and, and, and package it all and have it all ready for Monday, which is... Because we love you that much. Yeah. You need to get your meat. Well, it's, it's what, Monday's the last week of November, right? So it's, as it's all mold, things it's go... It's mold season, like, isn't it? Yeah, so it, that's the last day 
to be negative towards anything Christmas. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Christmas jumpers as soon as it gets in to, December. Yeah, first of December. You can still hate it, not a problem, don't judge her. But it's it's uh, the time to stop abusing other people for doing it. Is this a note to self? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is my... Uh, You've been playing Christmas songs in the office all week. Yeah, hoping somebody was going to... Uh, you no, know, it was the Polish Disney that I objected to. Yeah, nobody... I tried that in the brewery as well, and the guys were not about it. It was when you changed it back to English, Disney, and I was like, it wasn't the Polish that was the problem. <laughs> it, was the it was the Disney. So, well done for taking... So James, taking... James has been uh, showing me um, videos from uh, The Princess and the Frog. Oh, that is that, that's a pretty niche Disney film. It, it is, and like, I haven't seen no, it. I so haven't we, seen he it. was showing me... Um, uh, like little the the songs and stuff from it, and like they're cool as shit. Like yeah. Louisiana Swamp Blues and and like I'll have to have a look at it's, that. It's, it's yeah, I just kind of skipped over it. Like I'm I'm a bit of a a bit of a Disney closet adult. closet Disney. Fan. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I quite like it. You know, Beauty and the Beast is my favorite Disney uh, film. Yeah, hundred percent. Very think, operatic. Yeah, and, Jungle Book probably for me. Like, the original, like, 90, yeah, the 1951. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I rewatched that. that hold, yeah, rewatched that. Okay, is this yeah, what we're getting sorry. into now? <laughs> cool. I'm just say. <laughs> so, what is your favourite Disney movie then? I think it's the Jungle Book. I think it's the Jungle, Jungle Book. I, uh, it's another one. The Aristocats. Aristocats. It... Very jazz heavy, obviously. Yeah. Is that? It, always made me want to play the double bass. Well. Yeah, it was a movie. It was yeah. a tea, They did a series of the original yeah, cats as well. Did, they did. I remember right. watching that. So, as anyway, kid. so um, the mold me. The mold me is is up on the website now. I love the whole host of other stuff. We've lost well. I've lost it. Sorry. It's been a long week. Oh, when you make DJ noises with your hands. Oh, that was... It's proper dad stuff, isn't it? Oh, that's great. Oh, that, that definitely... Maybe we can just cut, cut, cut out that clip and just have that as a... I'm crying. I've never seen you do that before. I don't know. Um, it's the camera. It makes me do strange things. It's great. It's great. I'm definitely... I'm going to be editing this later. Um, I'm definitely going to watch that a hundred times over the weekend. Um, I'll see if I can put some music to it and make everybody laugh. Um, yeah. So this is... This bracket's great. This it's, is really good. It's yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it's I wouldn't the same notice as, it was seven percent though. No, and so it's more like an imperial lager, and that's what it kind of tastes like. You know, just a little off-center lager. When um, I say imperial, it's just it just means strong, like an imperial style. Like yeah. it's just a strong. Yeah, there's nothing strong. There's nothing, there's nothing else, else to it. To it. Yeah. I wonder where that comes from. So, no, it's not like a Russian thing, is it? Yeah, we have Russian imperial stouts, which is a old school style of. You know, like high ABB stout. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Because Imperial, it might, it's different variations of Imperial when you use it in language, like yeah, in yeah, English, yeah. right? Anyway, anyway yeah. yeah. Sorry, we're digressing we're, we're again. Digressing again. Um, but this is definitely not. We're never going to get our TV show commissioned on the basis of this. I just think we just need well, to make it a bit tighter. I think. Uh, Speak for yourself, is what you're saying. Yeah, like I, I think we've got this. Uh, Ch- Channel 8 is looking into us. That's my English joke. I, I, I think it was like five channels. It's five channels. Yeah. So. I said you, you, you do yeah. got six. Yeah. That would have been funnier. But we can work on that. Well, six is not going to pick us up. <laughs> They've got a whole list of people that uh, aren't going to get picked up that will get picked up by six. Um, but yeah. Yeah. What else is, What else are we not to? Uh, yeah. We sort of whole big... It's slow season at the moment. Oh, it's, oh yeah. So the next a sneak preview of the the next uh, small batch crowdfunder. 
Yeah, so we just ordered uh, a big whopping lot of fresh slowberries because slow season. Slow season. Um, and we've got our we've got it on dried slowberries at the moment in primary uh, with juniper, uh, barrel fermented, yeah, and now the barrel inspiration from like a slow gin. That's like classic. Yeah. Classic if you're if you're not from the UK. Classic English drink is slow gin. Slows are these like really tart, tiny little, well, pretty tiny berries that don't taste that. <laughs> Just tastes tart, right? Yeah. And so what you do is you traditionally bung them in a load of gin to infuse with a load of sugar, and you make this really kind of sweet um, liqueur, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and like I, I sort of wasn't really into slow gin, especially from the the the, the macro producer of slow gin, where you know it was it was exactly that. It kind of tasted like a really poorly made liqueur, and I always found it to be quite unbalanced between the gin and and. And the sweetness of the slow, and it kind of took yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. But um, it wasn't until yeah, I just had a mate that went home to the West Country one year and and brought back his mother's recipe of of slow gin. And I think me and my my girlfriend were drinking it pretty much every day. Yeah, I mean it's good um, stuff, and it's made well until it ran out. It's and, really good uh, stuff. It's yeah, it was cool. And the idea was like he was like, oh, you know, you're not just adding slows and sugar to gin. She has like she steeps different botanicals and she adds you know star anise and these sort of like winter spices to it. They just sort of created a whole different profile. To yeah. It. And uh, you know those winter spices really lend themselves to that sweetness as well. Yeah. Um, and just yeah changed my whole idea on on it and uh, I wanted yeah. to kind of make a mead that that fed into that. So. All right. Well, we should probably go and do some. Uh, yeah, we got a bit some of different work. That. Yeah. But guys, thanks very much. Um, we will be back next week with another exciting edition. Yeah, we've, we've um, got, we've got the, the December range is, is, is going to be a bit of fun, I think. So Yeah, it will be a bit of fun. Maybe we'll uh, wear some Christmas hats. Yeah, I've got a Christmas jumper that I enjoy. It's uh, Happy Snowmas. I never knew what oh, it don't meant. Re- don't ruin the, ruin the joke. Well, too late now. Okay. Well, anyway, stay tuned next week to hear what the punchline for the joke is. Uh, Thanks, guys. Guys, thanks very much. Take care. Thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that. So hit the subscribe and like button and follow us on all our social media and we'll see you again next week. If you've got any questions or thoughts or just want to chat about meat and honey, then drop us an email to podcast at gosnels.co.uk. Or better still, jump on our Instagram live fives. Ask us uh, any questions that you have and watch us scramble to try to find the answer and uh, look like we know what it talks about. Or if you want to see what I look like, you can head on over to the website at www.gosmos.co.uk.